Welcome to On Air with Amber Wynn, where nonprofit leaders learn to fuse passion and commitment with proven business strategies to create long-term funding, impact, and sustainability. And now, here's your host and resident philanthropreneur, Amber Wynn. Hello, fam. It's Amber Wynn, your resident philanthropeneur, and you're on air with Amber. And today I'm excited because we just wrapped up our whole series on the success, the nonprofit success path, and now we're going to start moving into specific topics. And I'm excited to have in studio today Deborah Smith, known to all who know and love her as Sunny. Um, because she brings sunshine into any space that she walks into. So I'm told. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and today's topic is called Minding the Gap, Coaching for Success. And I decided to start talking about coaching because, especially in this space, we have people who are well-intentioned, um, who love their communities and start nonprofits without any experience, without any knowledge. And um, sometimes you can help mine that gap between what you don't know and what you should know with a little help from your friends. And coaching for me personally has um, exponentially helped me to scale my business. And remember, a nonprofit is a business. It's just a business with a philanthropic purpose. And so I wanted to share just a little bit of my journey because um, even though I'm a for-profit, running a business is different than knowing nonprofit. I know nonprofit management like the back of my hand. I go to bed, wake up in the morning thinking about nonprofits, and, and it's what I do. But running a business is totally different than what I know and what I do. And a lot of the times that's the same situation for nonprofit funders. You may know how to teach etiquette, you may know how to teach people how to be engineers or whatever, but running a nonprofit, running a business is a whole lot different. So for me, it was extremely important that I um, got some help because I was struggling and I'm type A and I'm an overachiever and I wasn't getting to the place where I wanted to get. I was frustrated and I started to question myself and I started looking for someone who can help me, someone who's been through the process, someone who has the talent, the knowledge, and the skills to say, Amber, you're going in the wrong direction, or Amber, um, have you thought about this? Or Amber, try this. Um, Now, there's a difference between a coach and a consultant. Um, The type of coach that I had was actually a consultant. She was a person who had been down the path that I'd been through. Um, But having worked with Sunny, I can tell you that there are a lot of benefits of being with the coach, especially in the nonprofit sector, because, um, and she'll explain this a little bit later, you have the opportunity to grow, right? And as a nonprofit leader, that's important. Grow in confidence, grow in, in, in skills, but really just grow. So when we come back, because you know how we do, we have a sponsor. When we come back, we're going to jump into, you know, the fastest way to scale and minding the gap. So we'll be right back. Do you have a tool that organizes your company's paperwork and takes care of all your record keeping? 
Does your current record-keeping system send you 90-day alerts to remind you that your key documents are about to expire and need to be renewed? Can you find contracts and procurement opportunities in seconds from any of the 50 United States so you can grow your business? Is your business organized so that you can tell which key documents are needed to efficiently run the business? How about woman-owned, small business, or disadvantaged business enterprise certifications? Do you have a checklist of all the key documents you need to become certified? Does your current system allow you to conduct market research from multiple sources and provide you industry and market data in seconds? Well, Small Biz Pro does all of that and more. Small Biz Pro is the number one business management, compliance, procurement assistance, and market research assistance tool on the market today. Download the app now and you will be amazed. It's like having three additional employees working for you, but you don't have to pay them. What are you waiting for? Welcome back. You're on air with Amber, your resident philanthropist. In today's episode, we are talking about minding the gap, coaching for success. And we have in studio with us today, Sunny Smith, um, coach extraordinaire. I'm so excited to have her with us here. And for those of you just joining, we're talking about um, really understanding how to scale your business, because a nonprofit is a business. Um, Starting a business is different than clocking a nine to five. And when you clock a nine to five, you know, the infrastructure is already there for you. But when you start a business, when you start your organization, there are so many things that you need to consider, so many things that you need to do. There's so many things that you don't know that you don't know. And having a coach to help get you through that process um, is something that I personally have, you know, found to be of an extreme value. Um, and it's helped me to scale. It's helped me to um, save money. And I'm going to tell you, a coach is not cheap. But when I look at all of the things that I was doing, starting, stopping, starting, stopping, starting, stopping, you know, um, I actually saved a lot of money because it became this straight road, right? And it helped save time because I was starting, stopping, starting, stopping. And then I just got frustrated. But what my coach was able to do was to help me stay on point and stay on track. So. I'd like to introduce to you guys, Sunny Smith. Welcome to the studio. Thanks so much for having me, Amber. Yes, yes. And so we're going to jump right in. Before we get started, can you share with us the difference between what a coach is, what a consultant is, and maybe even what a mentor is? Yeah, that's very helpful because a lot of people do get very confused about those terms and they use them interchangeably. I think they do intersect, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they... Uh, convey or they mean the same things. Right. Um, I love your your analogy or your metaphor about minding the gap because coaching, first of all, in very simple terms means move, helping someone get from point A to point B. Yeah. Like you think of the old fashioned coach, you know, with the horses and the, the stagecoach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that coach may run into roadblocks, gaps, rivers. Mm. How are you going to stay on course? and get to your final destination. Well, that's what a coach is for. That person supports you side by side. You co-create, co-discover, and helps you get from point A to point B in very simple terms. Okay. Now, a mentor partly comes from the concept of apprenticeship. Mm. When you have a mentor, it is someone who specifically has been through what you've gone through and can tell you, at least in terms of their area 
let's say you're starting a, and you know I hate the word nonprofit. I call it a for-purpose right. business. Right. As you said, it's a business, but it's not that you can't make a profit. But let's say someone um, has a housing nonprofit that provides um, you know, homes or spaces to live and, you know, for people who are, what is it? It's not called homeless anymore. Unhoused. Unhoused right. or housing deficient or right, whatever. Right. Um, that person could be a mentor to you because mm -hmm. they've been in the system. They've done it. They have seen the ins and outs. They know the context. They can help you with networking, etc. Now, a coach can do that too, mm -hmm. but that's not the primary purpose of a coach nor is it the primary purpose of that coach to tell you what to do. A coach brings out in you and empowers you to get to point B mm. without telling you, you must do this. This is the way you've got to go and making decisions for you. Because what happens when that coach is gone? If the consultant is gone, you become dependent on someone telling you what right. to do. In this way, you're growing and you're learning and you're expanding and developing all the time and that focuses on what I do most of the time which is leadership and executive coaching mm -hmm. people who are leaders in positions and sometimes they don't even know they're leaders and they are so it's gaining those skills knowing how to apply them finding within yourself the strength the confidence and the focus to actually move yourself forward it builds you in a capacity way that I don't think consulting does all the time. Now that's interesting because I am a consultant and you're absolutely right. I come in, I assess the situation, and I provide results. For example, if you're a nonprofit leader, I look at um, where your gaps are. If you don't have a clear, concise mission, if you don't have um, an annual budget, I come in and I say, this is what you need to do. Give me these three things so that I can help you create this package, and now you have it. But that's all you get, right? Yeah, but you know, we've worked together. Of course. And I've done consulting too, Amber. So in your example that you just gave, a person may have really had a problem with numbers and have a fear or an, a hesitancy in dealing with budgets. Mm -hmm. And that's not something they're comfortable really talking about. Well, with a coach, you can explore what that's based in and what's the fear and they in a confidential way can actually share what it is that's bothering them the other part of it is they may have other pressures going on it mm. may not be their lack of skill around mathematics or numbers but it may be that they have other pressures involved with um, their business or working with certain people working with an accountant. The accountant mm. doesn't communicate well with them. Got it. This is something that they can bring to a coaching session. And the coach can support them in finding ways to communicate better, to make sure even that they decide to fire that accountant, right. find another one. Right, right. Maybe they're a little bit timid about doing that. So the coach is there to support, not necessarily in conflict with the consultant. Right. This consultant's on time. They know that you need to do A, B, C, and D. Getting there sometimes isn't as easy as it seems. The other thing, sometimes coaches are just there to listen. Mm. You know, you don't want to bring your frustrations home to your partner or your family. The coach is there to hear and to listen to you. Just, you know, sometimes 
express your frustration. Right, right. Other people, your family and friends may want to solve your problem. Yeah. Well, the coach is not there to solve. The coach is there to hear and to really help you sort through whatever is the challenge that you're facing. That's very interesting. And I think um, in the nonprofit sector, and you can attest to this because you have worked in this space, a lot of times, you know, the nonprofit leader um, holds the world on their shoulders. Absolutely. And I know being a consultant, I've, I've had plenty of people want to, you know, unload and, you know, that's not my area. <laughs> but I get it. It's because you're doing everything, especially in the early stages when you may not have a board who can, you know, co-create and, and partner with you. And just to have someone there to probably, you know, help direct you and, like you said, give you that confidence. As I stated earlier, you may be excellent in, you know, teaching someone etiquette or teaching some, you know, tutoring or whatever, but not, not necessarily have that confidence in running a business. Now, I will tell you, I didn't know what I didn't know. And running a business is a beast. But my personality is such that you're not going to break me, right? Mm -hmm. But I also, I also um, invest in my business. I also believe that um, in order for me to get somewhere, if I don't know, I'm, I'm going to pay a coach, mm -hmm. right? Because I know the value and I know it's going to get me somewhere that's not supposed, that I'm supposed to be. So can you talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, what, where you see a founder, an executive director, um, a small business could benefit from coaching? Well, I tell you, one of the things I started to mention in the beginning is that a lot of my coaching focus, and there are lots of different kinds of coaches. There are relationship coaches, there are career coaches, there are career transition coaches. Mm. So you have to really decide what kind of coaching you need or you want. So... But I often encounter individuals, especially creative people, mm -hmm. as I said, who don't know that they are leaders. And I call these the accidental CEOs. Mm. They come into a situation where they are so talented that their career starts to take off, mm -hmm. which means they have to employ a lot of people, even in a nonprofit situation, right, right. eventually um, a part-time virtual assistant, um, someone to do research for you, write grants, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. So you immediately step into this role of supervising people and talking to people, having conversations, and they're not ready for it. And I think that's where a coach can really help in that sense because that accidental CEO mm -hmm. also has to take on the business of their talent. Do you understand? Yeah, I've yeah. even talked to musicians and, you know, what they're about is that music, which is wonderful. <laughs> but they also, if they decide they don't want to perform, that means a ripple effect happens. Producers are in the same way. If you're not in that studio, what happens? Right. You know, there are a lot of people depending on you, and that's a lot of pressure. So having a coach to talk to, to sort things out, to say, I really don't want to go on stage. I mean, today is not it. Right. I just, I can't handle it and work through that help that person set up boundaries. Um, also, as I said before, managers, attorneys, all that kind of thing. Sometimes they're not giving you what you want. Mm -hmm. A consultant may not. How do you fire that person? Right. How do you let them go without the acrimony? And it's a really difficult thing when you get in that position to have to cut off somebody else's income. Right. I mean, it's just literally right. that. Or your family suddenly wants to get 
part of your career <laughs> and you want to set up a nonprofit to help them stay out of your main business, right. which is your talent and your, you know, whether you're a dancer or a musician or an actor. So I work with people around those issues too. Well, you know, I have a background in the law right. and also in counseling. Right. So a lot of that helps me understand the different roles that people take in someone's career and supporting them and what they should and should not be doing. Right, right. <laughs> So for those of you just joining us, we're talking with Sonny Smith about um, minding the gap in coaching. And we're going to pause now for another uh, sponsor break. But when we come back, um, we are going to um, finish our conversation about coaching. You're a school, a foundation, a health care provider, or an environmental group, a museum, a church, a shelter, or a community service. You're starting a nonprofit on a startup budget, and you need to get this right the first time. No mistakes, no misunderstandings, and no costly do-overs. At Nonprofit Elite, we know what you need because we've been there too. Accurate information, mistake-free filings, and peace of mind assurance that your 501c3 application will be successful. This is what we do, and we are very good at it, all backed by our industry-leading guarantee and 100% IRS approval rate. But forming your nonprofit and obtaining tax-exempt status is just the beginning. Once you're up and running, Nonprofit Elite will consolidate the bulk of your operations into one place, including your accounting, compliance, website, fundraising, and more. We do the work of several full-time staff for just a fraction of the cost so that you can remain focused on advancing your mission. Contact Nonprofit Elite for expert preparation of your formation documents and 501c3 application, and for a full range of accounting, fundraising, and administrative solutions. Welcome back. You're on air with Amber Wynn, your resident philanthropist. And today we are talking about Minding the Gap, Coaching for Success. In studio with me is Sonny Smith. And we are, you know, just really excited to be able to share resources for nonprofit leaders, small business leaders, anybody who is in a leadership position and you may feel stuck or you may feel hesitant or you may feel unsure and how a coach can help get you from point A to point B helping you mine that gap, that space where you're not quite sure how to do what it is that you aren't sure what you need to do. This is the point in our session when you, um, our listener, gets to ask a question. Um, and the question for today is, how do I find a coach? So we're going to ask the expert, um, Sunny, how would our listeners um, in the nonprofit sector or you know, small business or whatever, how would you go about finding a coach? Okay, one of the things I, I want to mention is that coaching is a fairly new concept. I mean, you know about coaches who coach sports, football, right, right. you know, soccer or whatever. Um, sometimes people know about voice coaches, for instance, mm -hmm. and actors use coaches. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit of a different kind of coach. Um, this coaching profession... I didn't know much about it myself 20 years ago and uh, had to discover. But there, as I said, a lot of different kind of coaches. I life think if coaches. I've heard of life yes, coaches a lot. Regardless of what kind of coach you're looking for, I think you need to start by making sure that they have had some 
official coach training. Anybody could hang their shingle out and say, I'm a coach. Right. But just like, you know, you can't say I'm a doctor or I'm a lawyer without, mm -hmm. and the, the profession is moving towards that kind of accreditation. So you can find coaches who have gone through specific coach training. And one of the big organizations in the United States is called the ICF. Okay the International Coach Federation. They have a website, you can go on there and look up coaches in your area. Um, and the ones that have been certified, they have three levels, an ACC, professional coaches, a PCC, and then a master coach. So you'll see MCC. So if you're getting a coach, at least you know that they've gone through some basic fundamental training and mm -hmm. been accredited. Okay. There are other you know, organizations internationally too. Um, one is in Europe and that's the EMCC, but I would really recommend that that's where you start. Okay. Or even if you know of a coach, ask them where they receive their training and are they certified as a coach. So that's a really initial protection I think that you need. The other thing is, you know, see if you can find a coach, call them up. If they can't work with you, ask them to recommend someone mm -hmm. else. So. Again, you and I know that there are people who specialize in nonprofit yeah. or for-purpose organizations and coaches that focus on that. We both taught in a graduate program in nonprofit management. Yes. So we have a really good background in it. So, you know, really ask those questions. Look at their resume. Go to their website, et cetera, and, and really check it out. Get some references. Ask them to give you a couple of people that they've coached. Um, some coaching sessions last at least a minimum of three months. Mm -hmm. Some can last for years. They're long-term. I have a client I've been coaching for four years. Oh, wow. But it's not a dependent situation. During that four years, she's had three different jobs, <laughs> and she's had four different promotions. So we've, I've coached with her through those transitions and transformations. Got it, got it. All right, so I think it's important for me just to point out that, again, Coaching's not cheap. It's not cheap, but um, as a nonprofit leader, as a business owner, it is important that you invest in your business. It's important that you invest in yourself as a leader because when you have the tools and the skills, when you have the infrastructure, that means that your business is going to be successful. I believe in investing in me because I'm worth it, you know, um, and my goal is to make my life easier. So if there's someone out there, who can help make my life easier, who can help me to streamline processes, who can help me to get out of my way. Um, sometimes being type A isn't all good. We are people who get things done, but I have a tendency to kind of steamroll people. That's not always good. <laughs> and so having a coach and or having someone there to say, okay, Amber, if you really want consensus, if you really wanna, you know, those things are helpful. So I think it's important just for you as a nonprofit leader to determine where it is you want to take your organization. But it's also important to understand that, you know, it's not going to come easy. It, running a nonprofit, a for-purpose business, requires time, energy, work, but it also requires financial investment, would you say? Absolutely. Time is money. <laughs> <laughs> that part. So this is the time um, in our episode when I do what I love to do best, which is to um, spotlight a nonprofit. As I've said before, nonprofits are in the weeds, doing the work, grinding, and a lot of time they don't come up. And you need to come up and you need to toot your horn a little bit so that number one, 
your clients can find you. Number two, funders can find you. Number three, collaborators can find you. So today's nonprofit spotlight is the giving spirit. We have a motto, we give someone uh, everything that will take for them to survive where they stand. There's a tremendous amount of people and families and children and moms with babies out there that have no place to go. And so survival to us meant more than just food and a blanket. It meant to give someone hope that they could then take the next step. You know, for someone to consider themselves worthy of care, they need to have things that are beyond just food and warmth. They need to have toiletries and hygiene products to feel like they're presentable even for an interview for a shelter, let alone a job. The kit is just a bridge or a conduit for true random acts of kindness, yes, but also for true education and for bringing both the homeless back into the boat with us in terms of humanity, but also extending ourselves to understand the plight of a lot of these folks is not what it might seem to us. When they start having a conversation with us and opening up to us, it's like watching snow melt off a beautiful tree that's been covered with snow for so long. And it sometimes will take your breath away when you understand their life story. So if you'd like to contribute or you'd like to volunteer, um, the Giving Spirits um, nonprofit collects over 70 individual items to provide sustenance to people who, um, you know, are challenged in their situation. So if you'd like to, check them out. Go to their website, um, thegivingspirit.org, or you can email them at info at thegivingspirit.org, or give them a call at 310-943-6460. Today's episode has been about minding the gap, coaching for success. And my very first um, in-studio guest is Sunny Smith, um, coach extraordinaire. And she's been sharing with us a lot of information about the value of a coach and um, like the difference between a consultant and a mentor and a coach. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share um, with our guest about coaching, something that, you know, I didn't think to ask you? <laughs> well, one of the things I think that's important for people, and especially sometimes um, communities of color, uh -huh. is that there's a resistance to thinking that you're going into therapy. Uh -huh. And coaching is not therapy. I have been a counselor, and coaching is very future focused. It is not focused on the problems you had in the past or your relationship with your mother or your sister. <laughs> your, well, you know, I'm not putting that down. I know, all. I know, I know. I mean, because mental health is something that's really important. It's real. But coaching too. is very current and future focused. Um, a coach may ask you some questions about where this attitude came from or your idea about right. something. But it's all about moving you forward. Got it. And um, so sometimes just that dispels this idea of, you know, something's wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's one of the things I really want to put out there that I, you know, for me as a coach, one of the greatest things is having a session with someone and at the end them saying, wow, that was really helpful. <laughs> 
And that does happen for me frequently. And it's what I, you know, keeps my engine going and keeps fueling what I do on a daily basis. So look for someone who you connect with. There are coaches of color. Um, there are certainly women coaches, male coaches. Right. You might want to find someone who really you click with. In the beginning, you can have what's called a chemistry call or a chemistry Zoom call. So you can get to see that person, kind of get a feeling for how they coach, what their style is like, and whether you can connect with them. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh -huh. So don't be afraid to say, I'm you know, not comfortable or why you're not comfortable. Again, this is a very confidential, I want to emphasize that, um, relationship. And a coach does not go out and tell anybody what you said, even if it's an employer, mm -hmm. um, about what happened in the coaching session. Because I've been hired by employers to coach specific people in leadership or in executive positions. And what goes on between me and that client is totally confidential. I will tell often the employer there's progress being made uh -huh. and I feel like the person is moving towards assuming more comfort level with dealing with employees or whatever the challenge was, but not anything that goes on in that. That's one of the tenets of a certified coach. Certified, right. They have ethical standards that they must maintain. So please look for that. You know, they shouldn't be romantically involved with the client. All these, you know, other kinds of things, which most professions have mm -hmm. ethical standards, but you will find people who go outside of them. But you need someone who really is in your corner, supporting you, walking with you, hopefully shoulder to shoulder, right. getting you from point A to point B. Well, Sunny, why don't you share with my listeners um, your contact information, the name of, you know, your business and where they can contact you? Well, it's cassavacoaching.com. Mm -hmm. And so cassava coaching is the name of my business. And I can tell you that the name cassava came from a personal uh, connection with my Caribbean roots. Okay. And it represents, it symbolically represents total utility. And cassava is a plant and a, um, something that can be used for food, for Some all kinds of things, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's where it came to me. It was my father's favorite um, dish. So that was helpful. Um, my telephone number of my office is 323-999-4842. And then also my website is www.cassavacoaching.com. All right. So for those of you who are interested in coaching, um, you have a budget for coaching. <laughs> you want to mind that gap, fill that gap with someone who can help steer you and guide you. Um, don't be afraid to to do the research to find a coach that is is good for you. It may, it may not be sunny. Yes, that's true. And one of the things people need to realize is that if you're in an employment situation. Often, if you're in executive or manager position, your employer will pay for the coaching. So mm. you mentioned if you have the money for it. Often, I have many clients that it's part of their negotiation when they took the job, and it's part of their professional development uh -huh. comes out of that budget. Nice. That's good to know. All right. So... That's all for today. I'd like to thank my in-studio guest, Sunny Smith, thank for you. joining us. Um, and I will see you in our next episode. Remember, at the end of the day, you are the foundation of your organization. So you have to take care of you. I'm going to be here to support you. I'm going to be here to give you the resources. But you have to take ownership of 
your constitution. You have to take ownership of your business. So just think about that and think about why you want to invest in you and why you want to invest in your business. Because if you invest in you, you're going to be stronger. If you invest in your business, then it's going to grow. And at the end of the day, we know that the world needs nonprofits. So let's hang in there, you guys. I got you. I got your back. I'm your girl. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you, Sunny. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Head over to www.amberwin.net slash podcast for the links and resources mentioned in today's podcast. See you next time.